the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Began the show today by telling you that the news of the morning is that OPEC... The Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries have announced that they are going to decrease their oil production by two with two million barrels a day. By two million barrels a day. Uh, that's going to make gas prices go up. Uh, Clay Travis tweets, The Saudis made Joe Biden travel all the way to Saudi Arabia to fist bump the prince and beg for oil only to reduce supply by 2 million barrels a month before the midterms. 2 million barrels a day a month before the midterms. Guaranteeing that gas prices will go up before the election. Yikes. No one in the world respects Joe Biden. Uh, No, no one in the world does respect Joe Biden. Now, last night on Tucker, Tony Bobulinski, the former business partner of Hunter and Joe Biden and Jim Biden, Tony Bobulinski came back for a long extended interview. It was the entire show with, with Tucker Carlson. I saved it for the last half hour of the show because it's extremely important and I need some time to go through it progressively. But the last time you saw Tony Bobulinski, heard from Tony Bobulinski, was on the night of the last Trump-Biden debate. And Bobulinski had emails, had WhatsApp messages, had uh, encrypted uh, cell phones. He had all the goods on Hunter Biden's business dealings in Ukraine and China. All the goods. No news organization was interested in talking to Tony Bobulinski after that interview. None. Nobody talked to him. The story came out while the New York Post had talked to him. New York Post writes the story. The story gets memory hold instantly. You got banned. New York Post was banned from Twitter. Other organizations tried to share it. Couldn't do it. Facebook banned it. Twitter banned it. All social media platforms banned it. And the election was so close that if people had known about Joe Biden... Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, the Biden family getting rich off people who, at least in China's case, are certainly our enemy, it would have swayed the election. So now Tony Bobulinski is back, which begs the question, why are you back in front of the cameras now, Tony Bobulinski? I'm coming out now because American people still are being lied to about the facts, right? Nothing's been done. They're still thinking, oh, that deal never happened, or, you know, Hunter Biden was a troubled child. They're not aware of the tens of millions of dollars, the thousands of, you know, pages of documentation and the facts. The DOJ is claiming they're gonna, they had to couch this. They can't do anything near an election. I don't want to be sitting here in December, and they actually indict Hunter Biden, and then the American people are like, why weren't we made aware of those facts? This is crazy. I would have changed my vote for that congressman or that senator or that governor or that attorney general. So um, uh, that's why I'm coming out now. And as I referenced earlier, I came back from summer travel 
to find out that the person that was running point on the trove of documents and text messages that were provided to the FBI just suddenly retired and walked out of the building. Now he's talking about FBI agent Timothy Thebolt. I say Thebolt, some people say it's Tebow. If you say Tim Tebow, people are going to think you're talking about the quarterback who kneels on the field and prays. Different guy, similar sounding name, spelled differently. Thebolt's name is spelled T-H-I-B-A-U-L-T. So that's why I'm saying it, Timothy Thebolt. He was the FBI agent who was supposed to get back with Tony Bobolinsky after Bobolinsky went to the FBI prior to the 2020 election and sat for a five-hour interview with the FBI. Listen to Tony Bobolinsky, who gave him all the goods on the Bidens in this five-hour interview, detailing that interview and what he was told was going to happen after that interview. So at the end of that five-plus-hour interview, the head of station told my lawyers, listen, an individual named Tim Tebow is going to run point on all of this. We're definitely going to have Tony come back in for a follow-up interview. Could be as early as next week. Some of the people that were in the room weren't well-versed on all these facts. We may want to have people come in from Baltimore or Delaware. And, you know, I was ready to sit down with anybody that needed me to or travel wherever I wanted to. And so the head of station gave my lawyers um, Tim Tebow's cell phone number. Tim was not there that day. I think he was out of Washington, D.C. But my lawyers had an hour, hour and a half call with him that Friday night, October 23rd, and subsequent calls through the weekend and the following week when I was then coming on your show to uh, provide the facts to the American people. And they were supposed to be working a follow-up interview. And Tim Tebow, in his last discussion with my legal counsel, was, listen, we know Tony's cooperating. We appreciate all the information he's provided uh, we will follow up with you. We're definitely going to have him come in for a follow-up interview or spend some more time on this. And um, I haven't heard from him since. At all? No. Nor have my lawyers. No communication whatsoever? No. Since before the 2020 election? Correct. That's shocking. Uh, shocking, yeah. That would be one adjective, yeah. Uh, Tony Bobolinsky was grinning because he knows it's not shocking. He knows it's indicative of the fact that the FBI didn't want to know. What Joe Biden and Hunter Biden were doing. They didn't want Donald Trump reelected president. They had Hunter Biden's laptop, remember, before the New York Post ever published its story. They had the laptop for like a year. Then Bobolinsky decides to come clean about everything. And the agent who talks to his attorneys for hours and hours and hours and hours, all of a sudden, oh, he ghosts. Tony Bobolinsky never talks to him. And now, now that the laptop's been verified, that the Washington Post has verified it, that the New York Times has verified it, that other entities have written stories about what's in the laptop. Ah, Tim Tebow, has he reached out to Tony Bobolinsky? No. Tebow has retired from the FBI. Now, what kind of funny business is Tony Bobolinsky alleging that Hunter Biden did? Well, there's a whole array of things, but here's just one instance where Bobolinsky talks about money that had come in from a Chinese entity that was supposed to be split between Hunter Biden, Tony Bobolinsky, a couple other business partners. The money was supposed to be split five ways. All of a sudden, oh, the money ends up entirely under the control of Hunter Biden. That document is exactly the same document as Sinohawk Holdings, LLC. 
Uh, and it appears that Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, and the Biden family literally copied the same document down to typos, as you said, the serial number, and they removed Oneida Holdings, which was the Delaware LLC that represented Jim Biden, Hunter Biden, myself, Rob Walker, and James Gillier, and uh, Hunter and his lawyer, George Mazeers, replaced it with Owasco, which was Hunter Biden's um, uh, law firm or uh, business that he operated. So he effectively swapped out uh, an entity that he owned 20% of to a business that he owned 100% of, um, which is fraud. So they were shafting you without your knowledge, it sounds like. Yeah, it's called fraud. Yeah. These are the kinds of things that Bobolinsky has chapter and verse, emails, phone messages, proven, documented information. This is a blockbuster story. The son of a presidential candidate. Now the son of a sitting president. And yet, when the story came to light, Facebook, Twitter, they all banned Tony Bobolinsky's story from getting out. Now, did any of them call him, talk to him, vet the information themselves before they made the decision to ban him? It's a great question. Tucker Carlson asked it to Tony Bobolinsky. Mark Zuckerberg just casually said, oh, yeah, the FBI came to us and warned us of a dump. So when the New York Post ran their article, an uh, individual named Andy Stone uh, stepped in. I think he runs their uh, um, compliance or fact-checking department and, uh, and throttled down the fact pattern. The interesting thing with that, Tucker, is Andy Stone never reached out to me. He never called my lawyers. My email address was there. I'm easy to get a hold of. Facebook never reached out to me and said, hey, Tony, we see that this email that the New York Post just published to you, is it real? Can you produce the email to us? Within five minutes, if Twitter, Facebook, anybody else had reached out, I would have produced the email with, everyone wants to talk about the metadata. Oh, the, you know, the emails that are being produced don't have any metadata. I would have given them the metadata that's pages along on that email that, uh, that the New York Post published. So, how did the censorship make him feel? And what if we had the president on a voicemail confirming that he was intimately involved in Hunter's business dealings? Ooh, stay with us. If you want the Tony Bobolinsky interview boiled down into a very easily digestible form... You don't have to watch the entire hour interview last night on Tucker. Just catch this podcast, which producer Pam will put together after the show today. The final half hour will be all, well, mostly Bobolinsky and Tucker related. I played three audio cuts so far. Number one, why is Bobolinsky coming out now again? Because he says, well, I didn't have any luck getting the story out about how crooked the Biden family is ahead of the general election in 2020. I'm at least going to try again prior to the 2020 midterms because people might say, well, I'm not going to reward Joe Biden by giving him a Democratic Senate, Democratic House. So that's number one. Another cut that I played showed that money was coming in from China for Hunter Biden, Tony Bobolinsky, and three other business partners. The money was supposed to be split five ways. All of a sudden, the money's gone, and it shows up under another company. The founding document is an exact copy of the original document that China sent the money to, only the second company 
is 100% controlled by Hunter Biden. That's fraud. Number three, Bobulinski sat for a five-hour interview with the FBI. Five hours. Gave him the cell phones. Gave him the emails. Gave him the voicemails. Gave him everything. All the stuff. They said, wow, this is great stuff, Tony. Thanks, man. Wait till our agent gets a hold of you. You can't wait to get a hold of you. Agent gets a hold of Tony Bobulinski's lawyers. Talks to him over the weekend. Never makes contact with Tony Bobulinski ever again. And that agent, Timothy Thebolt, retires from the FBI. And then, of course, Tony Bobulinski talked about the FBI goes to Facebook. And they say, hey, there's Russian disinformation coming about Joe Biden and his business dealings. Don't run it. Don't fall for that. Did that FBI whistleblower or uh, agent ever come to Tony Bobulinski and say, wait, I need to see this stuff. Is this legit or is this Russian disinformation? Never came to Bobulinski. Twitter never reached out to him. Facebook never reached out to him. You would think before you vet, before you ban a story like that, you would vet it yourself. No, they took the FBI's word for it. And the FBI guy who told Facebook to scotch the story never went and looked at it. So now... Bobulinski watches the presidential election. He sees it decided essentially by 21,000 votes. If 21,000 votes had flipped toward Donald Trump, Donald Trump would still be the president. The censorship of the Tony Bobulinski blockbuster story about Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Jim Biden, ignored by the media. Tucker Carlson asked Tony Bobulinski, in retrospect, how did that make you feel? I was disappointed, angry, um... Because as you said, you spent, you know, uh, the time I've served this country, my family, my credibility as a businessman. um, And uh, I can't find another story in the history of our country that has been actually so suppressed. Suppressed actually is a complete blackout. Um, You can go to CNN. uh, com today and search my last name and it still shows you zero results. There has not been one credible interview debate on refuting anything I've said or any piece of evidence. So I was angry when I watched this play out, especially when five weeks later, um, the DOJ announces that, you know, they're formally investigating uh, Hunter Biden and the Biden family, and they make that public. Uh, It was five weeks uh, too late, and the American people deserve those facts before the election. They certainly did. They did not get them. And Joe Biden was elected president. Joe Biden had said on the campaign trail, I had nothing to do with any of my son's business dealings. Never spoke to my son about his business dealings. Hunter Biden flew on Air Force Two with Joe Biden to China. Is it plausible that Joe Biden would not say, I'm busy over here. Like, well, what are you going to do? How are you going to kill your time? What are you doing? I got these guys I'm going to meet with. Well, who? What's your tie to these guys? How do you know people in China? Those are questions you as a parent would ask if your son or daughter wanted to tag along with you on Air Force Two, right? You'd be kind of interested to know, what are you you doing here? No, never talked about it. Never talked about his business dealings. That's what Joe Biden said. So then, once the media starts to get interested in the Hunter Biden story, starts to write stories about it, the New York Times does a big story about Hunter Biden's business dealings. And remember, Joe Biden said he never talked to Hunter about his business dealings. Well, then on one of Hunter's laptops, up pops a voicemail from the big guy, Daddy Joe, to his son Hunter. This is from the sitting president of the United States 
This is from Joe Biden to his son, Hunter. Hey, Palestine, it's 815 um, on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. Nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, is going to be printed tomorrow in the Times, was good. I think it's clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. I mean, that's it. That's staggering. The sitting president of the United States. But that's Joe Biden in his own voice telling the American people, I was always well aware of the business ventures my family was involved in. So much so I could tell my son, I read a detailed article that has 50 facts in it. Imagine just sitting in a room with national security and the intel agencies with that article talking about corruption, talking about China, talking about the Chinese Communist Party, the Liberation Army of China. Joe Biden is saying, I read that article and you're in the clear, Hunter. And he leaves that voicemail for his son. Yeah, that's not indictable or damning at all. Ridiculous. Totally, totally ridiculous. Uh, Now, talked about a lot of heavy topics today, a lot of serious topics today. I want to leave you with a little smile. You remember Joe Biden talked about how he was Puerto Rican when he went to Puerto Rico for the uh, flood. Now, today he's in Florida. I don't know what Biden will say. But whatever he says is always fodder for... um, the Trump impersonator, Sean Farish, to make fun of. Sleepy Joe Biden says he was raised Puerto Rican, okay? Raised in a Puerto Rican community, which is fake news. He's one of the whitest people in the history of the world. Sleepy Joe is Puerto Rican. If he's Puerto Rican, then Elizabeth Warren is actually an Indian. You know, I call her Pocahontas because she's a fake Indian. Elizabeth Warren, not a real Indian. That's why I call her Pocahontas. But let's make a deal. You know, nobody makes deals like I do. I love making deals. If Sleepy Joe is Puerto Rican, then Stacey Abrams is skinny, okay? The last time I saw Stacey Abrams, I was whale watching, or as I call it, watching The View. And there she blows. Stacey Abrams, the beast of the Southeast, as I call her, the beast of the Southeast, the only person capable of making Rosie O'Donnell look tiny, okay? She makes Rosie O'Donnell look small. It's incredible, believe me. He got everybody in that. Man, he got, my goodness. He got Stacey Abrams, <laughs> oh, Rosie O'Donnell, Woo. Elizabeth Warren, Joe Biden. And again, footnote, that was a comedian. That was a that was comedian, yeah. Mr. Trump. His name, his name is Sean Farish. And uh, he, I think he has 45 dead on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd, I'd pay that guy to record a voicemail message mm-hmm. for me. Right. That'd be phenomenal uh, to, have, <laughs> to have a voicemail message. <laughs> from him so yeah we try to lighten it up a little bit but it's serious times are very serious and it calls for it calls for perspective okay calls for courage of course standing for truth Uh, but there's a way to do it where it doesn't take over your life and it doesn't crush your hope because hey uh, those of us who are christians we know how the game ends Uh, we don't know exactly how the fourth quarter is going to go we Envision it a certain way. May not go that way, but we know in the end we win. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.